0: translation of the uh, of that um prajnaparamita mantra gate gate paragate parasamgati bodhisvaha which uh, is uh, Lex Hickson's book the mother of the buddhas and he trans- translates it pure presence is ever transcending and goes on the pure presence is ever transcending well, this is, this is a just to contemplate you know the transcend words like transcending and uh, words that we use but oftentimes we we uh, you know we we with our thinking mind and the we interpret life from such a skeptical and uh, kind of uh, a, a way of of not really noticing but merely operating from uh, ideas and and very conditioned attitudes. That's why I'm this retreat trying to to break out of just uh, taking things for granted or or just uh, Seeing things in in uh, in the way you're used to, but contemplating and noting that if transcendence is, if if the Buddha's teaching is a transcendent teaching, then, you know, uh, you know what is it? What is this transcendence? <laughs> <laughs> it's not levitation <laughs> or Nibbāna this word is, is a enigmatic word and so what what does it mean in terms of I mean if you look at it as attainment then you then you always see it as something that you've got to get in the future. You see what I mean? You, if, if the way you read, maybe read books, or the way things are written in Buddhist books, so they, they come out giving that impression of like nibbana is something you'll, you'll get in the future through, through meditation, maybe. <laughs> Or Nibbāna is raised up to such a high, exalted human experience that, that uh, you know, when you start thinking about what's happening to you on this retreat as a person, you, you can't relate it to anything as high and exalted as, as your perception of Nibbāna, unless you get high as a kite. <laughs> I have done that, I've been on retreats where I've just gotten so blissed out, I'm in Nibbāna. Watch out, every <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. one time getting so I this, this sense of purity and oneness and wholeness I made it. you know this is didn't take me very long. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'll never suffer again. That's a dangerous one. So it's not, it's not like, you know, that's why we, we reflect and we notice how things are. And that's why it's important to know what it's like to be a human being on planet Earth. What is, what is it, you know, what is it really like? from, saying now till your body dies. What do you have to put up with? You know, as a as a human individual. I mean, even an enlightened being has to put up with what? The aging of the body. The Buddha had to bear with that one. The process of age, of sickness, of pain, uh, death, uh, he had to put up with people trying to threaten him, insult him, slander him and if you read the, the story of the Buddha even after his enlightenment he he didn't get treated all that well so I mean it's, uh, and yet you know this, is, and this, this realm we're in isn't it, it's like this it, it hurts, it's a hurting realm Having a body, isn't it? There's always something, you know. Either you're hungry, or you have an itch, or you have ache, or you have to drink something, or to go to the toilet, or you have stomach ache, a headache, or too hot or too cold. It's hard to get everything just right where the body is. <laughs> you can sustain a kind of totally pleasant physical feeling from there alone. Well, it, it's just the way it is, isn't it? It's not, it's not self and it's not anything say, that is, you're going to get away from as an experience, but it's how you relate to it, isn't it? It's how you see it, how you, how you understand this, what's happening, the, 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 this experience of consciousness and sensory uh, sensitivity. And in the, there's a very good meditation on the paticca samuppada which at first seems like a very complicated teaching, but as a dependent origination teaching. And it begins with, when you start chanting it in Pali you say, avicca, bhagjaya, sankhara, sankhara, bhajaya, vinyanang, and so forth. And you go through, and then it always ends, the, the first part is Uh, You know, because of avicca, then, uh, this basic ignorance is avicca, then the result of that is sokha pariteva tukha tomanasa upayasa, which means, we sorrow, despair, and anguish. So I contemplated that, that whenever whenever avicca is our starting point, then we're always going to end up with dukkha as a result or suffering. So that's why I've been warning you about this assumption that that, that you might be here meditating with 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 your abicca as your very foundation for your modus operandi. I'm here because I'm I'm this person, I've got to practice in order to become. So if, if that's your assumption and that's your, your basic premise and you don't question it, then you'll end up with grief, sorrow, despair and anguish as a result, no matter how many hours you sit on your Zafu. <laughs> But then with with uh, vicha, or understanding, or right right seeing, right knowledge, then the whole thing collapses. There's no suffering. So, I mean, now it's easy to see this as a... I, I don't have vicha, I'm, I'm just filled with a vicha. You know, the way we can see ourselves always is kind of uh, when we talk about ignorance, avicca and that, we can we we can easily regard ourselves as uh, you know, someone with a lot of avicca and of course that, then we always end up with suffering so this is why it's, a, it's an immediate practice of not not starting with avicca but starting with avicca so this mindfulness is the way because mindfulness and wisdom is, is starting Right now, with with right now, there's, there's mindfulness wisdom. It's not something you you're going to get it at at uh, the end of a retreat or uh, after so many years of hard slog uh, meditating. And it's something you it's it's now apparent here and now. It's uh, it's immediate. It's ujupatipano, direct. These words, they're always, the, the reflections are, you know, they give this all the time, That santi apparent here and now, timeless, encouraging investigation, leading inwards, to be experienced individually by the wise. It's not, that's not saying, it's not kind of an airy-fairy description, is it? Right now. And then supatipano, ujupatipano, uh, yaya patipano, samiji patipano, is the the sangha way, the the supatipano, practicing in the right way, the good way, directly, insightfully, with integrity. I mean, this is, all these things uh, come together now, isn't it? It's, It's the present. The, time, the eternity, eternal present, non-self, and then mindfulness is the path to the deathless. So it's just that much, isn't it? Just paying attention, listening. Then you have the dharma teachings, like four noble truths, and and the uh, these different teachings of Buddha. Uh, left us their teachings that that are pointing to that. They're not teachings about about uh, to grasp, but teachings as as kind of reminders, as reflections. So you see why Buddha was never very keen on all these speculative philosophers. The Brahmins and so forth used to go up to him and try to engage him in some kind of debates and arguments about the ultimate meaning of life or what happens when the Dittakada dies and the the speculations or metaphysical speculations and the Buddha just remained silent. The silence of the Buddha. And the philosophers as say, he doesn't know.
1: He <laughs> can't be a Buddha,
0: he can't answer the question.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But now, it's interesting, the silences are very, um, are significant, aren't they? Because those are questions you can't answer. I say, Uncle Tomato, is there a God or not? I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, who am I to go around saying there is or there isn't? It's not, you know. It's a, so you know, human beings are so conceited. And atheists currently, there isn't any God. How do you know there isn't? <laughs> Or, or to say, say there is, in the terms of what do you mean by that? You know. Well, you can honestly say is you don't know. And so, so that the now is the, now is the knowing, now is the eternal. Then the the uh, T.S. Eliot quote I always like to give off (laughs) is a is uh, a man's curiosity searches past and future and clings to that dimension but to apprehend the point of intersection of the timeless with time is the occupation of the saint no occupation either but a lifetime's death in love, ardor selflessness and self-surrender and so, man's curiosity searches past and future That's what I've been pointing out in the morning isn't it Mem- the past is a memory future is the unknown we're, always, we're giving so much significance to past and future in our lives don't we we make a big thing about our past and about the future now you know if there's something happening like a Earthquake or something, we might pay attention, but you know, walking on a glacier or something, we suddenly have, we're not going to think too much about the future when our life is in danger, but ordinary, comfortable, middle-class life is and, and men's curiosity man's curiosity searches past and future We we're curious about illusions, things that when you really investigate them have no real substance, but yet we empower them with, with all kinds of uh, significance, and then we live in a, we create a realm that is, that is very complicated and um, causes us endless grief. But to apprehend the, t- the point of intersection of the timeless with time, I found that very beautiful way of saying it. Apprehend the point of intersection of the timeless with time. Because that's what we can do in this form, isn't it, as a human entity, as a as an individual conscious being. We're we're at this point of we're this point of intersection, isn't it? Timeless with time. And so I mean, this is you know, each one of us is uh, is is just that. In the in. The, we 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 can't just we can just. Time-bound things are what we give our significance to the past and the future and the illusions around time. And so we say, the the earth-bound, unenlightened, unawakened human being is is just going around and around with thoughts and opinions and emotions and worries about the future and regrets about the past and all the rest. So, I mean, we're we just stuck into, uh, into the conditioning of the mind. Conditioning is all time conditioning, isn't it? It's not eternal. Conditioning is not, not uh, the deathless. To, to apprehend that's you know, to you know apprehend to notice, and so this is this is a reflective teaching of a, of that of the timeless with time point of intersection, and this is like the third noble truth isn't it where the cessation of time of a condition see the cessation you see so that and this we, we, we notice, we begin to apprehend it, pay attention. So, anger will always take you to non-anger or emptiness. Greed will always take you to non-greed and emptiness, the timeless. Delusion will always take you to the timeless. Uh, selfishness uh, will always take you to non-self. Desire will always, at that point of intersection, will, will take you to desirelessness, so forth. So, we're not just, you know, in, in a human life, we've, we've got to put up with the, with the conditions. We're not going to get out of that one that easy, you know, get in light and go into a state of eternal bliss. Uh, In the Artifice of Eternity of just, you know, but the, you know, where you're you're just gonna stay in this beautiful state uh, where nothing touches you or or harms you, or you don't feel anything anymore, but just bliss. But the, uh, this contemplating the human, this human experience then, where we can get it is at that point of intersection the cessation, or the nibbana, the non-grasping of the, of the conditioning. When it ceases, then there's, so you can see even, even evil and, and hatred, and, and all this, if seen in this way, then it's all taking you to the, you know, pointing to the deathless. So it's not like it's not this this realm where we've got a where we, we when we see things in terms of dhammas. So then even the demons are dhammas for us. They're conditions. The demon takes you if you if you if you're mindful of, a, of the demonic energy it takes you to emptiness. If you're just mindful, if you grasp it, then you become a demon. So this is uh, the point of intersection to up in the point of intersection of the timeless with time is an occupation for the thing. So this is what religion is teaching us, isn't it? Then? Something to in, you. You take mysticism or uh, sufism or anything like this. Is they they're saying this in their own way. Then uh, no occupation either, but a lifetime's death. Interesting, my A lifetime's death in love, ardor, selflessness, and self-surrender. And, uh, that isn't just the kind of path everything ceases, kind <laughs> of thing, isn't? It is it? In life of the human being, as a saint or as a meditator or as a, Uh, whatever you want to think of yourself as is, there's love, there's ardour, isn't it? This doesn't make you into a bland kind of indifferent uh, uh, kind of tasteless porridge type of person. Doesn't mean you're kind of a, you know, indifferent to everything and don't know what's going on but there's love, ardour, selflessness and self-surrender. A lifetime's death in love, ardour, selflessness and self-surrender. That's a a rather beautiful contemplation of what letting go and non-attachment is. Lifetime's death. There is death going on all the time. It's like notice as you as you become increasingly aware, then death is a very much more. You see it in, in, not in in such fixed ways as a kind of in the future the body's going to die. You're noticing the the, the cessation of yourself all the time, the self, selflessness, and self. you you seeing it? The death of the self going on, and that's why sometimes we we get frightened by it, and we resist this practice because it it uh, we're, we're frightened. We don't, you know, the self doesn't want to die. The self doesn't want to live. I want to be happy. I want to enjoy life. I want to be free. I want my rights. <laughs> I want to get enlightened if I don't have to give up anything. (laughs) (laughs) So there's, that which is aware of the self, at that point of intersection, of the timers of time, there is a sense of, of death of the self. And, you know, I've watched this many years now, death of the self, and, it, and it, is, it, is, it, is, it is, you know, I've had to put up with a lot of resistance myself. Some of you probably think i have just born a saint. I'm not like Ajahn Samhaino, I really have problems. I remember Ajahn Shaw. you know, you see the you see Ajahn Chah and you think, well, I mean, I'm sure Ajahn Chah never had the problems I had. I have. But then you talk to Ajahn Chah and he had... He had a pretty, you know, had to work through a lot. <laughs> so... and if, And you can notice this resistance. Like the kind of... Not wanting, and uh, then wanting to hang on a little bit more to this or that. To play around just a little bit more with this thought or <laughs> this feeling. <laughs> Not really wanting to just let go of it, and, uh, <laughs> just a little more, just...
1: <laughs>
0: and you can notice that, how there's so much of that, uh, in, I- even in that, they. Trust in, in your intention, because it is a gradual cultivating cultivation of this path that's taking place. And, and you know, you, because you understand it intellectually, and that, then you think you should just be able to just you know let go of everything. Just let go of everything. Don't hang on to anything. That's all you have to do. <laughs> It's all dukkha, don't hang on to anything. And so then, you, you know, that's orders from the top. But then, as, as an actual experience, it's not, you know, that, that's good advice, but in the terms of, of actual experience, what happens? And this is where you, mindfulness is a way, not just, you know, just holding to a view there of getting, of letting go but really examining this, the, the condition, the unconditioned, or the self and the non-self. And so that you're, you're, you're developing a, a kind of continuous mindfulness, so that you see the subtlety and the point of intersection that becomes very clear for you. Where the self ends, the cessation of self. And where there's no self, and then in the, and then there's the knowing of that. And this, where well, there's mindfulness, is our ability to reflect and notice, pay attention to that. So like, if, like being a conscious entity. I mean, that's why I like that image of. Or think, or contemplate like this, this is the experience of the point of intersection, being a human being, a human conscious entity on planet Earth. Remember, I used to think, just, I just want to, you know, dissolve into the void, or Go to Nibbana and just not have to deal with all this, the body and the society and the just want to... I used to think, going off to my Himalayan uh, cave and uh, just sitting there, you know, like you read these Zen poems about these Zen monks, you know, living their lives in some of these idyllic places where they gather firewood and draw water from the well and write poetry about the sound of a raindrop. (laughs) I'd love to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Not another committee meeting. So there's a, not, you know, there's a, wanting there to realize the deathless and to kind of stay in a deathless state as a kind of continuous, ex, you know, stay, kind of hold on to that and be there and not have to bother with all these conditioned things, these, these silly things, uh, human emotions and problems in a monastery and, and hurt feelings and, and, Wrong views and and upset lay people and and uh, monks and nuns that want to disrobe and and uh, and appeals and the <laughs> district council and uh, and some of the neighbors and <laughs> let me out of all this. I want to just abide in the deathless and not not let any of these silly foolish unwanted conditions touch me anymore. But life doesn't let you do that, isn't it? Because this is the the point of intersection. We we learn from this, from the conditioned relation to the the condition ceasing, to the cessation of the condition, realizing the unconditioned. So this is, this thing is uh, the why humility, patience, patient endurance, and and and, and they do that so like in Zen. They oftentimes say, you know, the the kind of disease when you want to just abide in this kind of state of bliss all the time. It's not not recommended. You get you really, you know, it's a very, it's a strong desire. But uh, and it and oftentimes, you know, it's. But it, 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 that's not what we can actually do, that's not what we, that's not our, in the state we're in as a, as a human individual, we have, we have to accept the, the conditions that, that are affecting us and learn their relationship to the unconditioned, the cessation of them. And in a lifetime, is not very long. Even if I should live a hundred years, it's not. Looking back, sixty years is not very long. Doesn't seem a very long time looking back. I think sixty more years, but that seems like a long. Time. <laughs> <laughs> then just in the mind itself isn't it one can as, you, as there's mindfulness awareness then so this is, that's transcending Pure presence is ever transcending. So present, pure presence, being present, isn't it? Not being somebody who's present, (laughs) but it is being present, being awake, simple. And that's where, like, this listening to the silence helps to kind of sustain that pure presence. Because we're not used to being pure present, purely present. We're used to having curiosity about the past and the future. What am I going to do after this retreat? So all the kind of habits you have, good or bad, good and bad ones, don't despair now, because let every, if you're mindful, then they, it'll all take you to the, that realization. It's not, you know, where, where when you when you identified with your habits and your body and all, and then of course it does seem hopeless. i mean the, the, the habit the, the perceptions you have of yourself they're they're dead, they're not of anything they're, they're, so they're, you know you, you you get if you grasp perceptions views about yourself, you're holding on to to dead things, and they're always going to and you're always going to end up with the same dukkha, the same suffering that's why starting out with avicca, you're going to end up with suffering. Despair. Mm. So with avicha then then that the process stops of going from like in, in the paticca Samapati. Avicha, say, with avicha as the basis, then then all the things that come from that avicha, all our thoughts, habits, everything we do, will be will will be affected by that avicha. So what we see, what we hear, what we smell, taste, touch, think, do the vicha, bhajya, sankhara, it's like all the sankharas or the habits and the views of a self and the <clears throat> all the conditioning of the mind. If you start, if you never question the basic, you never get behind the the basic wrong view, then you're always your practice comes from avicca, so you're going to, you're just going to end up with grief, sorrow, despair, and anguish. So the, the sankhara, bhaje, these then these habits, these ad, the, all this stuff that we've accumulated, identified with ourselves, then it affects consciousness, <coughs>
1: and
0: it goes on to and the consciousness, the vinyana, then banjaya. Nama Rupa, Salayatana, Pasa Vedana, and so forth, so that this is... It goes into the whole kind of uh, um, physical, uh, psychic experience. It infects everything. And so then you... And then because of that, then you... The feeling of life, and and then in the present moment, then desire, grasping, Becoming rebirth and then death and then and, and all the rest keep started anguish are the results so i mean the, the it's like a an infection of you it just it just spreads through the through your life It's a vicha, so suffering it, it infects everything so with vicha. You know, it's not saying I am uh, not self, but it's a different, isn't it? You're, with vicha you're you're listening, you're watching, you're attentive. You're not taking the stand, a position on anything. You're not defining yourself or or anything like that anymore. You don't need to 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 find out who you are. That's not the problem, is it? The problem is uh, all the illusions you have. What you're not is the pro- What you believe you are is the problem, not what you really are. Well, <laughs> so, uh, if we, we have... Uh, if, we, if we begin to understand that the, all that we think we are is not-self, we, we we hear all these things going on inside us that say you're like this and you're like that and that's just conditioning of the mind. Even the even the hysterical cries, "I want to live," is is just an empty, soulless condition. It sounds like it's alive, but don't believe it. have habit, "I want to live." And I've heard I've heard my mind do that. was you know heard heard going these emotions, I want to live, I want to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I want people to respect me I want <laughs> <laughs> and it all sounds very uh much alive, but it's not it just seems like it and so it, uh and, and then the closer you, you challenge, the more you get, you begin to realize Dhamma. And then, of course, your emotions are going to sometimes go really... berserk. And so I remember, just uh, in Thailand, I remember, just sometimes I'd be, you know, like, uh, say with... Uh, Lust or sexual desire is living celibate life. So you remember a time where I thought, I've conquered lust. Don't have any sexual desire anymore. Shortly after that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the most horrific sexual desire started coming up. you know, incredible kind of lust, lusty feelings in it. almost everything that moved.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 this
0: is frightening, because I, I, this is worse than I was as a layman, this time. This then because, and then, but contemplating, for one thing, this idea that, that uh, I don't, you know, I'm I, a kind of smug sense of, I I don't have that problem anymore, I seem to, there's something in the universe that says, <laughs> one of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so then, but this was also, it didn't last very long, but it was very intense and, uh, and very, you know, frightening because it was it seemed out of control. Fortunately, because of the life, you aren't acting on it. But I mean, it was, it was um, a sign also that, that sometimes we are, even after years of practice, you're going to find maybe uh, incredible anger coming up, or whatever. And, then, and then don't worry about it. Don't, don't think that it. Don't believe in it anymore. That also happens sometimes you just find yourself just uh, so angry uh, where you think you know i haven't i haven 't really anger's not much of a problem for me anymore, and then something will really you find yourself really angry and so the, these things are But with actually they're, they're they're, uh, even though they seem intense and they seem real they're, it's, it's, I see it more like a, something that's dying and it's kind of putting forth a lot of, you know, last effort but compared to like some, some poor you know predatory creature like a lion, you know it used to be really strong and ferocious and roar and it frighten you and then you starve it not getting very much food, it starts getting weak and weak, and it kind of gets thick and, and then it, it kind of musters all its energy to make one huge, loud roar, and, it, ah! and you think God is still alive. It's, it's worse than ever, but actually, maybe it, it's just the, how I like to call it, maybe it's, it's in its death throes. So, no, I mean, that's why. Don't, don't congratulate yourself ever about how, <laughs> how wonderful your attainments are, because, I mean, you're almost inviting trouble. <laughs> but if you do that and, and you get this backlash, don't keep with it. Don't, don't let that throw you off or, or delude you. We all get tested in 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 all kinds of ways, even after years of meditation we have to, to put through a lot of uh of ordeals and they bring up like say in community life in in England there's these disrobings over the past few years and and the uh, and all these kind of uh People becoming disillusioned with me and um, being blamed for things and all that. And so then this is a, uh, you know, these things you're feeling, but you know how to, you know, you, you have to keep confident in just, in just uh, letting them go and not, not, not creating problems around them and entrusting in the past. Because, like, when they say, a person like myself, I have a a very, uh, a kind of nature that tends to feel very responsible. These are quite virtuous conditions too, being responsible, being loyal, I'm very loyal. A strong sense of loyalty to the tradition, to Ajahn Chah, these things, you know, really, powerful feelings of loyalty and responsibility. So, and these are, these are very good qualities in one sense, but also, as attachments and identities, they can be very deluding. So, and then get tested, you know, by, like, like, like when uh, things started kind of falling apart in England, and then 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 it would bring up a feeling of I failed Ajahn Chah or something like that or uh, i you know the 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 emotions would often go you know, I've I've made a mess of it or I have I should have been more this or less of that or I should have you know you can always look back and think, think that you should have done something that you didn't do or you shouldn't have done things that you did do, and, and in hindsight, you know, it's like that. Twenty twenty, looking back. And so then, this is a self, isn't it? When I mean, you start, you start feeling this uh, that that maybe you you've made a mess of it. You you you've uh, you overestimated yourself. You disappointed people you and all that kind of thing and then the insight because those are the emotions that some of those things would bring up the insight is to not believe it not to, not to wallow in those kind of emotional states so practicing when, when those, those emotions come up just non-grasping of them feeling them Feeling them, being with them, admitting them, <coughs> but not grasping them, right, and it seemed to be going like that in a very strong way, and so one you know and, and then this, this where it started falling apart was like a shock it brought you know suddenly this this momentum of riding in this in this idea of developing, progressing, suddenly, you know. You could see how you were, so a part of you was actually believing that too. So you had, so this other was like a, it it startled you, disappointed you, disillusioned. But those are all emotions that uh, take you to the deathless too. Nothing, none of it that was obstructing the path. None of it. Only if I started grasping any of those things did I, and I then I was obstructing myself. It wasn't due to any of the events or anything that happened. So that's where the the trust is, the faith in the in that is is to because you don't know what, how it's going to be, the future and, and so even if you're involved in, in very marvelous activities, you know, that are very successful and then it all collapses, that's not an obstruction to the realization of nibbana. I, mean, I mean, it doesn't mean to be irresponsible or not care, but it means don't let, you know, take it as it comes and not, don't, don't, uh, don't get caught even in the altruism of your mind or, or in, of the world that you're living in. Because these weren't, the, 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 these, what these, these, uh, the belief that we're establishing the song in the West, or, or uh, you know, we're doing it, and you know, that kind of thing is suddenly you weren't, you, you know, you saw how maybe you were getting caught up in, in, in identifying with that also. So then, uh, this appeal when people started spreading these rumors about when we wanted to build a temple in Amaravati and, and these rumors were going around that Amaravati is going to be a world center for all Buddhists and that there's going to be thousands of monks and nuns and Buddhists coming from all over the world. They're going to fly into Heathrow and big coaches are going to be coming up those narrow lanes uh, discouraging all these people from India and Indonesia and all that. In,
1: in, in the
0: Paka English countryside. They don't want any of that. And then one, make, one monk commented and said, if they only realized we're the fastest diminishing thunder in the world. <laughs> <laughs> those examples of just, you know, to, to, uh, you know, just to encourage this uh, sense of refuge and, and, and not let what happens to you uh, be, you know, let it kind of wallow in it or be attached or be deluded by what hap- happens to you. Because uh, whatever happens to you is not really an obstruction at all. It's what you do with it that obstructs. It's so, a you know, like sickness uh, and uh, being condemned, put in prison, being uh, ostracized, being rejected, uh, whatever the worst thing that you can think of that might happen to you they're not obstructions to enlightenment unless you obstruct yourself through hating resenting and that and, uh, and so I mean most you know life is uh, most of us are, maybe have to deal with the natural kind of process of aging and and uh, weakness and, and uh, you know, you have to wear special glasses now and my memory's not as good as it used to be, and uh, prostate operation and uh, the body's getting old, you know, and it's kind of, you know, senses are weakening and all that, and, but that's all right. I met Father B. Griffith a few years back in Berkeley, in the Zen Center in Berkeley, and he went up, was upstairs, lying in his bed in his room, and he's, and he was uh, a kind of joyful-looking, beautiful-looking old man, Christian monk. Uh, Quite, he died a few years ago, but he's quite, he was his white beard and very kind of kind of radiant uh, presence, Uh, but he was, wasn't, you know, obviously not feeling very well, he was lying in bed, but he still had this kind of radiant, sparkling quality. Then he told me that a a couple of years ago he had a stroke in which he lost his memory, and he said that was a wonderful gift to lose your memory. (laughs) (laughs) Because he was a super intellectual, and he must have, you know, had a you know, real, you know, had a lot in that memory, a lot, to, a lot to lose. But he could see the joy of not remembering,
1: because
0: his refuge wasn't in, in uh, being a, a brainy intellectual that could remember everything, but obviously he had a refuge in, in much more profound awareness, because he was bright, he was with the present. A happy person, but you talk to many old people about strokes and losing their memory. and They're just it frightens them. They resent it. They they, they really resent it. And they they're frightened by the idea of losing <laughs> their memory. Or, I'm going to be senile and and these kind of things. You know, uh, because they don't they their identity so much in being. You know a what they consider a um, an acceptable person. And we're we all... We, and you can hear people dreading, you know, the idea, they talk about Alzheimer's disease a lot now and people are frightened every time you can't remember something, Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> Even I think that. <laughs> they can't remember something, like Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> 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 but But uh, I don't know. But if uh, if that's what happens and that's what you work with, you know, don't let. You know, it's it's, it's uh, because this this uh, pure presence is ever transcending. Trust in that. Also, somebody is saying how they like the sound of silence. When you're looking for it, you can't hear it. Where is it? You know, because it's it's it's, it's when you relax and open, and then it seems to that it, you can hear it. So it's, uh, that's why it's such a good sign to use, because it it rather than because so much uh, it's so easy for us to kind of try to get something, and push, and, and, uh, and always into making things happen, and, and uh, therefore it's, a, it's helpful to have that, because then you know you're, there is this kind of, you know, it's more relaxed, open, receptive that you're actually experiencing. Because if you're trying to get it from a preconception, you you you, you miss it. So these are just hints at how to how to uh, you know how to use the things that use what you have. notice in this sharing of blessings, this is a very beautiful kind of offering.